this. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And it's the week before uh, Selection Sunday, which means ASU basketball's done playing. Uh, back to yeah, back yeah. to normal. We had a nice little <laughs> reprieve for a couple years, and then the uh, pandemic, no, and now we're, yeah. now we're yeah, here. Yeah, no, no bubble drama this year. Um, hey, that's, that's what we said before the year, right? We didn't, we didn't want drama about whether we were going to get in or not. Well, by God, we don't have it. This is one uh, of those things where you need to specify. Um, I think I that's... think we did. To be honest, I, I I I think I even recall one or both of us saying like, "We don't want drama because we want it to be a sure thing that we're in and just kind of waiting on seating." Uh, sadly, it went the other way, and it's been a it's been a year. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know uh, what to say. I mean, we'll have lots to say, but it's just been a, a, one of the more disappointing years. I, I was thinking about it, and I and I meant to look it up. I don't, and I never did. I forgot, so fail on my part. Um, the only year I can remember that kind of rivals this was Keala King's freshman year, mm-hmm. when you know he came in with a lot of fanfare, and we had, a, you know, from what I recall, we had some veterans back. Now I, I don't think the hype was as much as this year, but it was like, okay, we should be pretty good, and we were really bad. Um, and and this year kind of. It's different. Circumstances are different, no doubt, but it reminds me of that year. The The final numbers are about as bad as we're making it out to be. ASU finished 11-14, 7-10 in conference play. They won yeah. against Washington State in the opening round and then lost to Oregon today. Had to today. work hard for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tried I mean, to throw uh, it away. They tried to cough it up at the end. Very much, very much. Yeah, it was... It was not the type of performance that made you think, well, you know, this team could be dangerous, and they weren't. Um, you know, I mean, it, today's game, I, I didn't see any of it because, of course, it was on Pac-12 Network, and you know, I'm sitting here right now with with games on Big Ten Network, SEC Network, Fox Sports, ESPN, ESPN2, of course, Pac-12 not on, but that's another story for another time. Um, didn't watch any of it because by the time I was going to turn it on, we were down by 20, and you know, I just, it's not like one of those games that kind of just progressively got more and more out of hand. We weren't blown out from minute one, but it was, you know. We were just perpetually five, outplayed we by about by about a point every two minutes. Exactly. By, I mean, by a better team. Let's be honest. They, they won the conference in the regular season. You know, the you, you hope for, you know, that's the beauty of college basketball is it gives you that hope that no matter how bad things are, you can get hot over the course of, you know, three, four, five days, depending on what conference you're in, and win the tournament. But this was, you know, this was reality. Reality was that they were much better than us, and, and the score, you know, made that clear today. Uh, ASU is losing a number of players from this team, potentially none, but in reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, I think we can say for sure. Uh, Martin, for sure. Christopher, I think Verge is and gonna leave. Verge is probably a ninety-five plus percent chance. Bagley uh, as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Haller keeps hinting that Bagley is possible to return. I'll believe it when I see it. Type of thing. I mean, he's he's got a maybe not a first round pick, but you know, we've we've discussed this before in just general terms. Like guys don't don't always have to be a first round pick to leave early. I mean, we had look one at Lou Dort. two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where I was going. I mean, you know, he left after his freshman year, went undrafted to many people's surprise and has, you know, 
now found his way into a nice little role with a, you know, I mean, he was, was a contributor to a playoff team last year. Not going to be a playoff team this year probably, but, you know, he's, he's a good player. Uh, hit a game-winning shot against my Spurs, uh, if, you know, a week or so ago before the All-Star break. So he's, you know, had a nice little run. And, you know, I, I don't know if Bagley – Bagley's a different type of player, but, you know, if the opportunity's there to get, get into the pro ranks, I, I think he takes it. Other guys uh, who could leave, Kamani Lawrence, who's a senior as well. Uh, I, I personally would not be shocked if we saw the end of Tayshaun Cherry just because he – can't stay healthy uh yeah I, not not yeah, that he, he won't be back yeah he? no now that i'm thinking about him it's yeah. very yeah. uh mickey mitchell-esque yeah um, yeah can't stay healthy a bit of a head case and, and a bit might be generous uh you know i mean he he's you know he's a hothead on the court he's he's uh you know this year was kind of strange whatever you know i mean he, he just you know left the team and didn't seem like there was ill will about it but still you know whenever somebody just mysteriously is gone for six weeks eight weeks whatever it was that does not bode well for his future with the team and and so that leaves you looking at and obviously there's a chance that there's a a one-time transfer role for everybody uh but that leaves you looking at caleb christopher probably i would assume is back even without his brother yeah, uh, you know, Jalen House, Jalen House, Jalen Graham, who uh, both had moments this year. Yeah, you know, like they they Graham struggled mightily at the beginning, but you know came on a little at the end. And Jalen House is he's a you know he's your classic energy guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's that's his ceiling. He's not going to be an All Pac twelve player, but he's a guy who you know comes in plays hard defense can, you know, get the fast break going, um, just a spark plug. You need a guy like that, uh, you know, and if, if our team had been more well-rounded this year, I think that role could have been huge. But, you know, when, when a guy like that is sometimes the best player on the court, and there were times he was, that's not ideal. Uh, you know, you look up and down the rest of the roster, you've got uh, the freshman Pavlo Zuba right. from Ukraine. Missed a chunk of time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Luther Muhammad, the transfer. Yeah, they seem to there. like him. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and Holland know. Woods has another year if he wants it. And he was pretty good this year. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's some pieces, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of surgery to be done on this roster. And I mean, I think I, I read in the last week that um, if the if the rule doesn't get passed permanently, that they're likely to approve a one, you know, at least a a one year immediate transfer waiver for every sport um you know and while it gives them more time to work on the permanent rule why they need more time i don't know but you know everything has to move slowly in college sports it's just part of the thing um so i I mean i think there will be a lot of transfers and and old bob better have his you know his head in the portal every day because (laughs) this roster needs a lot of work i mean those names we just listed are nice role players, but if, if that's the core of your team, you're looking at a, you know, bottom third of the Pac-12 finish, I believe. Yeah, there was uh, nothing going on with this team in terms of star power compared to Just what we struggle. had coming in this year. Yeah, and, and, and that's what makes this year so disappointing. And I looked it up while we were talking. It was, it was 10 seasons ago, which, man, does that make me feel old. But uh, 2010-11... We had, I mean, kind of similar. We hadn't made the tournament, but we had three straight 20-win seasons. 
We made it in 09. We just missed in 08 and 10. 2010-11, we had Ty Abbott, Kusix, and McMillan all back. Keala King was our biggest recruit. Jordan Bashinsky, Corey Hawkins uh, was a freshman that year. Trent Lockett was a sophomore. Pretty good roster, you thought. We finished 12-19, and 4-14 and 14 in conference. This year feels a lot like that, doesn't it? Yeah. A lot of good, you know, some returners from from multiple good seasons in a row. Supposed to be some real impact freshmen. Remember, I mean, God, Corey Hawkins, that's a name that I hadn't thought of, but he was pretty highly touted as well. And and both were, both he and King were just massive busts. Yeah. Well, and he left. He did. Yeah, wasn't he only here one year? Yeah. And Keala King, I think, was only here one or two, right? I think King was here for one, and, and then he got thrown off the team. Right. Or Yeah, Hawkins or played left. in 24 games as a freshman and then transferred to UC Davis and was never great. I mean, you know, he was all right at UC Davis. He, I mean, he averaged 20 points a game a couple times. So, you know, he was a volume scorer, but, you know, not great. And Keala King was here for two years. How many but games in year right, two? 13 games in year two. So I'm thinking that, you know, 13 games, 13 starts. So I think you are correct that he didn't make it through the season. Went to Long Beach State for one season. And then I think he left there, too, from what I recall. That's his last stats yeah, that I, I can see. I so, believe he went overseas after that. Yeah. yeah or, or maybe yeah. Canada. He played yeah. in some random league. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, you know, like this is I remember this team. Chance Creekmer was a freshman. He was fairly highly touted. Bashensky, obviously. Kyle Kane. Remember, he had some he had some height like that was a year you thought, OK, this team is this team's going to. I mean, I recall in the in the late fall 2010, you know, thinking like oh, this, this team could really make some noise. We'd overachieved the year before after Harden and Pendergraft left. But boy, it was just a massive letdown, and and this season just feels very similar to that. Um, and, you know, with with even more highly touted freshmen, and with the two at least doing, you know, the top guys. Yeah, just disappointing. <laughs> and and I, I mean, I guess time will tell how we evaluated all that. Um, you know, obviously it was a weird year for everybody. Uh, you had you know guys missing games, you had games canceled, things that you don't expect. But you know that's why that's why I say it was a weird year for everybody. So I don't and really think Duke it's an excuse. The, Duke missed the tourney. Duke missed the tourney. Kentucky is going to miss the tourney. Um, I mean, you got you know it's a strange year. Michigan State might miss it, but again, those are programs. We we discussed this maybe a month or so ago that like they have a tried and true way of doing things, and that way was was out the window this year. So you kind of give them a pass. Um, we haven't proven that to that extent by any, not even close to that extent. And, and so it's just, it's tough because this felt like a, I don't want to say once in a lifetime, but a once a decade type talent team that we had with the, with the mix of returners and young stars and to finish under 500 and, you know, go out early in the PAC 12 tournament, miss the, miss the NCAA tournament is just a, a real kick in the butt. Well, and, and, you know, like you said, this year was weird. I, I was going back and looking at the schedule. You know, yeah. Remember, we wound up playing Rhode Island. Right. Uh, right. We weren't supposed to Instead play. Yeah. And then after the UTEP game, we had a cancellation and three postponements. 
Right. Then we got beat twice, then a postponement. Then we played five games, followed by three postponements, and then a cancellation I mean, against Washington State, you know. No doubt a tough, you know, tough to end. And I think, if I remember right, not once did we have all of our scholarship players available for a game at, at the same game. I mean, isn't that the case? Yeah, because we had guys out for the trip to uh, the trip Connecticut. To Connecticut, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, start of the conference season when we finally got started, we had the, you know, Remy missed a couple games, um, you know, and obviously the last month, no Christopher, one game of Bagley, and that's it. Um, I mean, it just, it was, it was a tough go. Verge missed some time in December. I remember, you know, I mean, it, like it, it is tough. Um, and, and that's why, I mean, I guess my venom isn't maybe quite as high as it might have been otherwise, because, you know, like this team had a lot of hurdles in front of it. But still, it's just, it's, it's just, I mean, there's no other way to say it. It's, it's hugely disappointing to miss out on what felt like and, and still feels like, uh, uh, you know, uh, unusual amount of talent for ASU basketball. Uh, you know, to have at one time. Yeah. Well, you look at last, so it's obviously not a one-to-one comparison, but last year ESPN rated Josh Christopher a 95 grade, number two shooting guard in the country, Bagley an 89 grade, the number seven small forward in the country, both top 100 players. Mm -hmm. This year we have two signees and one commitment. Yeah. Uh, we've got Will Felton, who is a 6'9 center from Raleigh, who's the number 27 yeah. center in the country. We've got Damari Williams, who's an unranked shooting guard from Dream City Christian. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. our committed but not signed Justin Rocklin or Rochelin yeah, uh, from right, Northridge right. is the number 37 small forward and a three star guy. It, it's just not, we're not close. No, no, and that's why I say, I mean, you look at the roster as it looks right now, you know, and, and it's just, it's not even, it's not even close to the makings of a tournament caliber team, but you can, you can transform your team through the transfer portal. We've seen teams do it. Um, You can go get a couple of big difference makers and, and then all of a sudden these other guys become more role players, your Jalen houses, your, you know, Holland woods, you know, guys who were solid this year. But again, if, if you're counting on those guys to start for you and play 35 minutes a game, I think it's going to be a long season. Yeah. So I don't know who's out there. And I mean, right now, nobody knows who's out there, but there will be a lot of guys out there. But it could be everybody. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, like there will be a lot of guys to choose from and a lot of teams chasing. You know, I mean, like uh, we're not going to be alone. Um, but you know, you, you gotta, you gotta go get some difference makers. Um, you know, if they're, if they're out there and I believe they will be, you gotta go get them because, you know, like, uh, another, another bad year next year, another under 500 year, um, you know, I think you, then you gotta start asking the question of, okay, where are we headed as a program? I mean, this was, this was year six for Hurley. Is that right? Yeah. You know, so I mean, okay, made the tournament twice in a row. Certainly, fair to say, probably would have made it last year. Um, you know, that's one of those things. Nobody, nobody made the tournament last year. But uh, you know, you you just like 
you want to see progression up. And this year, if you want, okay, if you want to use the excuse of everything that happened this year, fair enough. But that excuse isn't going to be a permanent excuse. So that that progression up or at least steady has to come back next year somehow, some way. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I don't know if you feel this way, but obviously we don't know what happens at practice or anything, but it kind of feels like a lost year because by percentage, I would imagine 70 percent or more of our minutes are going to leave. Yeah. And, yeah, probably. You know, and you don't know yeah. what uh, what you got out of practice from some of these guys who you didn't see play True. for whatever True. reason. But with the amount of guys who were missing time or away from the team, it's hard to imagine that you were having major successful practices. Like, no, I, I agree. I, I would be very surprised to hear a story that is equivalent to what we're hearing about Elijah Badger and the football team. Yeah, true. Yeah, what you're hearing about, well, you didn't see this guy, but man, was he good at practice. Yep, yep, you're right. I I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, the other thing, too, with basketball is once the season gets started, and and a little bit different in college, you have some more time off, but, you know, you don't get as much quality practice time, you know, and you're on the road, and, and, and this year, obviously, was probably different with how much you could do and how many, you know. Uh, so it, yeah, I, I don't, I think you're right. I mean, it does like, I mean, first of all, I'm looking at the minutes played now, obviously some of these guys didn't play all year, but the, the four top guys in minutes played per game, Remy, Christopher, Verge, Bagley, pretty good chance. All four of those guys are gone. And, and so, yeah, you're, you know, what you say is true. And Kamani Lawrence was six. He might not be back either. Um, so it, like, I mean, where, where is the, where is the, the stuff from this year that you say, well, okay, it was a rough year, but at least we got, you know, this, this, and this to build on right now. There isn't a ton of that. Well, and and the other thing that's disappointing, and you mentioned this, but we played 25 games. No one appeared in all of them. No. Um, Martin missed two for a family issue. Verge missed a couple. Uh, I actually, I take it back. Holland Woods might've played. Holland Woods. I was going to, I was just looking too. I think he did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, But, you know, Christopher played 15 games. Bagley played 12 games. That, 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cherry played seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it was just a uh, it was just a tough go. I mean, I, I, I just I don't know what else to say. It was it was just disappointing. Um, it's going to be extra disappointing, I think, when the draft comes around. And you know, if, if one or both of those guys, the freshmen, go in the first round. You know, I mean, like I was reading Haller wrote that article this week about the 1980-81 team that had, you know, Alton Lister, Fat Lever. You know, even even that, like, we have never had, I don't believe, I looked it up, we've never had two first-rounders in the same draft. And I don't know if we will this year, but if we do, it's going to be a real, you know, kick in the teeth to be like, wow, we had this unprecedented amount of talent potentially and did nothing with it. Yeah. It's, it's disheartening and like you said it's a weird year but it goes into the factor you know i i think the same way that at least it appears tracy smith was given the benefit of the doubt about last year's team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and everyone said well that team could have won the college world series go to omaha right exactly um i think you have to look at this team and say well you got all these guys in here you did, and, and you got a season. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, you had a scene. We, we discussed it last summer. Like, boy, you know, you just you just hope we can have a season. And we did. It was a weird season. It was a stilted season. But you got 25 games in. And, and you know, everybody in the conference played 20 plus. And, you know, I mean, this this was it a full 30 game regular flow of a season. No, but but it wasn't football. You know, if you want to use the excuse for football, well, geez, you only played four games. You know, normally you play three times that many. Yeah, okay, 2020 is kind of a lost year for, for Pac-12 football in general um, and for ASU. And that's why I think our eggs are in the basket of 2021 because we felt like there was a there was a nice little two-year window and now it's down to kind of a one-year window uh, for this group to make a run. But with basketball, like, we had a season. And... You know, there are teams that have made the best of it, and we just did not. Yeah. And, and so I think it goes on to Hurley's ledger. Um, yeah. You know, that things happen. It was not a standard year, obviously. No, no. But, but that's why I say next year feels very big. Uh, because, you know, you just, it can't become a snowball. It can't become, you know, I made the comparison to 2010-11 with Herb. That became a snowball. Never really, and we did make the tournament, what, a few years later there with Jahi and, and Bashinsky. But the, the momentum of the program that had built for those three years, the two with Harden, the one year after where we won 20-plus games and finished second in the conference, it, it never really got back on track after that year. Yeah, and it, and it feels like that's where we're hanging. Now, the, to me... The, the biggest area, if we were bringing everybody back, would be we need a big man. We yes. This team needed a Romello White. Uh, yes. It doesn't have to be an NBA big man, but we need a college big man. And I'm not sure Jalen Graham or Chris Ostin or John Olmstead right. are up to that billing. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, it's uh, similar to how I feel about the guards we listed off. Do I think that Jalen Graham and, and Chris Oston and you know can be nice second and third big men? Yeah, probably. But but you need you need more than that. You know, if they're your I mean, and they were this year, and that was one of the team's biggest Achilles heels was those were our top bigs and it was a weakness for us all year. Well, I mean, as you know, there is something to be said for team rebounding and things, but our team got out rebounded sure. and we got smoked. Um, right. but we right. didn't have a single guy average six and a half rebounds a game. Not one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and, it's, and it's, uh, that includes Lawrence having 20 in a game. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just not good enough. I mean, early in the year when it felt like this team still had something on the line, something, you know, that was, that was a problem from the outset. You just, you saw it even in those two games in Connecticut. And I was like, uh, you, you hope this could get figured out and it just never did and it just never ever did and um you know and that's again i mean i i'm willing to chalk this year up uh, in a way to a fluky year everything that could have gone wrong went wrong that type of thing if you bounce back next year if you find a way to get back to winning 20 plus get in the get in the tournament mix you know, finish in the top four of the conference, that type of thing. Okay, we'll just look at this year and we'll say, man, what could have been, but eh, it was just a, a blip on the radar screen. We're back on track. But another under 500 year, 
you know, and, and the roster you've got in place right now screams under 500 gear. But again, there's time. There's time to get that right. But you can't just sit and wait. Yeah. There, it's going to be important um, that he figures out a way. And frankly, you and I texted about this. I don't think we talked about it, but with Rashawn Bruno leaving, yes. there's yes. a space here for you to do something. Now, yes, I agree. There, there's a guy who might be out of a job who might be interested in coming back out West in Archie Miller, yeah. who I think would be great because he's yeah. actually an X's and O's guy. Yeah. Um, well, we, we need that. Uh, we need an X's and I mean, I, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, I don't know, think we our, can get our, Archie Miller, by the way. Probably just... not. Probably not. No, but you know, I mean, maybe, look, it's probably somebody whose name we don't know. I mean, that that's, you know, in, in college basketball, it's different than football, you know, failed head coaches, they don't usually go back to be assistants like they do. You know, it's not like uh, Nick Saban's, you know, factory of failed coaches that he churns out and then they get new jobs. And, you know, it's it's a different culture. But there's there's somebody out there, I believe, probably a lot of somebody's out there who could come in and, and help this team run a more, you know, a more organized offense and certainly a better defense. Defense has never been a strength under Hurley in even the good seasons. We've not been a very good defensive team or good rebounding team. Um, you know, somebody who can t- who can take over the the X's and O's and and run some strategy and let Bobby Hurley be Bobby Hurley because I don't think he's a great X's and O's coach. I just I mean he's had six years to prove it and he hasn't proven it. Yeah, he's got anger. Sure, he, he's sure. Got yeah, he's got fire of that. <laughs> yeah 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 he's got you know he, he doesn't lack for energy or or intensity um and he's got you know some charisma that that appeals to people and you know that's important um you know i mean you and i have have been there you know night in and night out for asu basketball for our four years of college and you know the it's it's tough to get this fan base and this city energized and he gives you that potential but, you, you know, you got to have more than just the coach who gets teed up. And the coach who gets teed up is fantastic, but if that coach is going 11-14, and 14, nobody cares. Yeah. It, it also can't be your only club in the bag. No. You know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, it's kind of felt that way. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not turning on the guy. Um, I, I, you know, by no means do I think like, oh, we should think about firing in this offseason. That would be to me insanity to suggest. Um, but, but, you know, he's on the clock. That's the thing. Uh, you know, like, okay, you, you had a nice little run for three years. The farthest you got was, you know, the first round or I mean, essentially the first round got to the first four lost, got to the first four and one, and then got blown out in the second game. Um, don't know what they would have done last year who knows but you know we probably weren't a final four caliber team or anything like that uh so yeah nice little run this was a big step back so eh, gotta do something soon i mean by year seven that's you know excuses are out the window kind of thing mm-hmm. and so- then i see i'm watching tv right now and you know 
his brother's doing a nice job at UConn. Yeah. And, and you know, like, and, and, you know, seeing them back in the mix, they're going to make the tournament, uh, you know, and this is what his second year there. Um, you know, and I know UConn's a different program than ASU. I no doubt. I mean, they've got what four national championships in the last 25 years. ASU has none ever. Um, you know, I realize it's different, but you know, like, eh, you, you, is there a part of me that thinks like, do we have the wrong Hurley? Would we have been better off with Dan? I'm not sure. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if we were in, a, if we were in East Coast, I, I, I there's part of me that wonders if Bobby Hurley was an East Coast head coach, would he be better? Would he be having more success? Because his yeah. name registers more. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't. And, I, and look, I don't know. He has done well here. I mean, I, I guess we. You know, I should probably qualify it. I don't want you to think I'm like you know. What have you done for me lately? Well, this year was bad, so you suck. He's done a nice job here. He's he's you know he's given us some great moments. Uh, I mean, you and you and me have a, a life uh, you know a lifelong memory from that Kansas win, mm-hmm. um, and, and everybody who was in that arena has that last that you know that was a great moment, and he was a big reason for all that coming together um, and winning that game. But you know, it's like eh, at some point it's got to be more than just big December wins. You know, like give me give me something in March. And we haven't had that Pac-12 tournament run, a, a Sweet 16 run, something like that. Those, that's where your you know legacy is left in college basketball. Yeah, basically, if he was an interim guy, a bridge guy, yeah, that this would be good. But he built the bridge halfway, and this was supposed to be the year where he crossed it. Right, right, right. That's a that's a good analogy. You know, like this this was supposed to be the year we went from, you know, bubble team who was happy to get in and maybe you win a game and that's it to okay, you know, I again, I mean, I, you know, did we joke about the final four? Yeah, did I really think we were a final four caliber team? No. But, you know, this was supposed to be the year where you for top 25 easy tournament team. Well, this was supposed to be hard. This was supposed to be like Harden's yes. sophomore year. Harden's sophomore year. We were ranked most of the year, six seed, you know, uh, yeah, at the very least something like that. And we didn't get it. And no, and now not the, even close. And now this is this is why the pressure turns up and why yes. you have to start looking around and saying is he the guy? Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I I couldn't say it better because this was a letdown year, and and so you know you just can't you can't be content with a letdown year. You can't just be like you know, well, oh well, disappointing. Like it, it, there's got to be there's got to be a fire lit up your backside when you have these kind of years, and and uh, hopefully there will be. Hopefully he will, you know, look you know, introspectively and say, okay, you know, I got to make changes. I, again, I don't think the worst thing in the world that Rashawn Burrow is leaving good for him. He gets a head coaching job. That's a cool thing for any, uh, you know, young coach. Um, but it, it also allows us to have a, a little bit of a reset, which I think we need after this year. I'm just thinking about, you know, what, what is realistic because because the other piece of this you know is he has to figure it out 
probably yeah. the, I think you're you're right. The more I look at it, probably in the transfer portal. There are there are uncommitted guys out there. There are. Um, there are, but but I they mean, may yeah. well go G League, especially after yeah, exactly. seeing what happened in this year's college. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I mean, you know, like we discussed it when Josh Christopher committed, and and I mean, I remember saying, and it, you know, and more and more, it's proven true. Like, you know, you you get these guys, and it's it's like the you know the the fruit from the forbidden tree. It may end up tasting really good, or you may be like, oh boy. And and I'm not saying Josh Christopher's a bad guy. I mean, I, you know, he, uh, do I think he rolled up the sidewalks after he got hurt? I absolutely do. I think he opted out without opting out. But I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. You know, you, you protect your health, and I get it. Um, but it, it did not work out great. Uh, you know, I, it just didn't. It was It was a, you know... It was like, you know, when you, you know, if you get a date with the prom queen and you're like, oh, this is going to be really cool. And then you go out and it's like, yeah, not really. Uh, you know, this just didn't work out great. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it, it's like, yeah, you know, maybe just should have should have stayed in my lane. Yeah. And, you know, you can build in a variety of ways and, and it, you know, you can figure out your program, you know, Virginia for example, sure, keeps, sure. keeps finding guys who are willing to stay for a few years. And, yeah, and yeah. look, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong for the player to stay and not get paid, but if you find guys who are really good college players... There's no shame in that. That's okay. I agree. I agree, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's uh, like if you're in Kentucky... Duke, you know, I mean, yeah, this year, not so much, but for the, for the past, you know, 10, 15 years, they've done it well, um, you know, but, but, but even them, I mean, you know, Duke won a title in what, 15, mm -hmm. uh, Kentucky won in 12, but you know, the, a lot of the championship teams, it's been Villanova twice, a team mm -hmm. that doesn't, doesn't get a lot of one and dones, you know, a lot of guys who do stay three, four years, Virginia, same thing. They won their title. Um, you know, it's, well, it's and I go, programs like that. I go back a little bit in, in the Pac-10 slash 12. Yeah. And I think of those Romar teams, and, you know, right. and, right. you know, Spencer Hawes was really a bust for them because was. Brockman was who they used anyway. Right. And right. Brockman yeah. stayed the whole yeah. time and he was a beast yeah. and he didn't have any NBA career. It, you know, it comes it. down to the to the disconnect that I think has emerged. It's no longer emerging. It's emerged between the NBA and college basketball. Um, you know, the it's the same game. I mean, you know, you're still trying to put the ball in the net and score more points, but the way the game is played, the way it's evaluated, the way it's coached, it's just very different. And and uh, you know, Josh Christopher will not be hurt in the eyes of NBA teams at all by the fact ASU underachieved. Not one bit. No, Ben um, Simmons is a, the, the Simmons, poster child you know, of that. Right. And then the next year was Markel Fultz, who was, mm -hmm. you know, in the Pac-12. They went like 10 and 20, and he goes number one overall. Um, you know, last year, Anthony Edwards went number one. Georgia wasn't going to make the tournament last year yeah. unless they won the SEC tournament. Or, so, uh, I mean, you, know, you know, and you can go back to Kyrie. What, it right. nine games or whatever they do. Right, right. You know, I mean, James Wiseman was the number two pick. Played, what, three games? Mm -hmm. And and then said, you know, I'm done. Uh, I mean, after the NCAA kind of screwed him, but you know, that neither here nor there. Um, you know, it's it's just it doesn't 
it doesn't matter to the NBA what you do in college basketball. They, they just want to get you in their system and coach you up and maybe send you to the G League and, you know, they'll, they'll take a chance on you. Um, and, and so if you're going to be a great college basketball program, yeah, you can try to go the Duke-Kentucky route and get the star one and dones. That's really hard to do. So I do think you've got, I mean, I think at ASU, you know, you're not going to get that. We got one this year, and he was a good player. But, you know, well, we're more likely to get the Remy Martins of the world. Well, and that's it's, okay. It's also, be really good with Remy Martins. It's also a critical mass type of thing. If you every year can get six or seven of those guys. Sure, sure. You know, Great. But, when you, but when you can get... But we're not gonna. Yeah, but when you can only get one or two... You need to make sure that, A, they can fit in your system, and B, that they really, really, really want to play college basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I don't, I don't blame Josh Christopher. Don't get me wrong. Oh, not a like, bit. You, you got, know, it you, makes sense. Look um, out for Josh know. Christopher. That's yeah, his number yeah. one job in a season and, like and this. And by the time he got hurt, um, the season was basically a lost cause. So it's not like he abandoned us when we were, you know, uh, you know, nineteen and four, and and go about to you know win the Pac twelve, and then oh, now he's hurt, and doesn't want to play anymore. That would suck. Um, the season was kind of a, a lost cause. He gets injured. I don't blame him for not coming back, um, and and I don't blame him for not announcing he's not coming back because you know then you get raked over the coals. Like, well, you're quitting on your team. You know, take care of yourself. I get it. Um, he was here because he had to be in college for a year. You know, he couldn't go to the NBA right away. That was very plain that that was where he was going to go. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, that's the thing is like it can work. There are examples of it working, but there's far more examples of it not. You you go get these this guy. I mean, again, Markel Fultz, great example in our own conference. That was a coup when Washington landed him, and it, it did nothing for Washington. They were a terrible team. He went number one overall. That, that was that you know left no legacy there whatsoever yeah and and there's more of those than Derek Rose's and Anthony Davis's and, and Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony's yeah. yeah you know I mean there are a few that work out great Kentucky's had a lot but you know can like you like you said Kentucky gets four or five a year so you know when they get Devin Booker well, Devin Booker's playing with Carl Anthony Towns and Willie Cauley Stein. And, you know, so it's like, yeah, okay, you know, yeah, they can have an impact when they're all together. Um, but, it, you know, if, if Carl Anthony Towns or Devin Booker had gone to, I don't know, South Carolina on their own, they probably wouldn't have had much impact. They might have still gotten drafted highly, but they wouldn't have left much of a legacy in their one year of college. Yeah. Yeah, you know, what, what's hard is to try to convince four or five of these top guys to come to ASU. Because, and I just think it's impossible. Right, because, you know, there are only 20 guys. Let's say there are 20 yeah. guys who are real elite guys, and mm-hmm. there are 50 guys who fall into that possibility. So you're trying yeah. to find the right guys out of the 50. Yeah. Well, Duke is taking three or four. Kentucky's right. taking three or four. Michigan State's taking a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, UCLA is probably going to get one. Arizona's yeah. probably going to get one. 
Florida might get one. If Bruce yeah. Pearl's paying enough, they're going to get somebody. <laughs> I don't mean that. I, I, lo- I, love, yeah. I love Bruce Pearl. I don't mean that. Yeah, well, he's probably paying or, or cheating. Yeah, he's somehow. cheated everywhere he's been. You know, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's uh, – and that's that's why I really had high hopes for this year because, yeah, we only got one slash two. You know, Bagley was Bagley was probably in that second tier you're talking about. But we had the veteran guys around them. We weren't going into this year with like, oh, well, Josh Christopher's got to be Pac-12 player of the year to, for us to be good. That's a hard burden to, to get to. Um, we were going into this year thinking, hey, we got these really talented freshmen. Plus, you know, Remy Martin, who's a four-year starter. Alonzo Verge, who came on in the second half of last year. Kamani Lawrence, Tayshawn Cherry. Uh, you know, like you had Jalen Graham, who, you know, had a nice freshman year. And you thought, okay, with all of this, this could be a pretty special group. And it just, it just didn't come together. And, and, you know, it seemed like when those guys played, when the freshmen played, the other guys were more, uh, you know, scared to take command of the game. I mean, we talked about Remy Martin last week. Like he, he got more assertive in February when like, the, you know, it became his team again. He never seemed to really mess with those those other guys. Yeah, and you you before we started recording talked about that we sh- we need to have a, a reflection on Remy Martin's career, which yeah, you know, a yeah. number of first and second team all conferences. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I a mean, lot I, of ups, big big sure. moments, but big moments. A, yeah, a, you know, if there is an indictment on Bobby Hurley's ability to improve players. Right. It might be him. Uh, he might him. be exhibit A because he was it's kinda him. He yeah, was a, a really good freshman on a team that didn't need him to play a ton. Right. Right. Then when he was needed to play a ton, he was really good. Yeah. And he stayed really good. Really and good. I don't know if he ever got to great. No, I don't think he did. I don't think so. I mean I you know, now you could you could look at Remy's career and say, you know, boy, it was just kind of a little bit star-crossed. You know, his sophomore year, he gets hurt in the Pac-12 tournament, and we lose in the semifinals. If he doesn't get hurt, you know, he did play in the tournament, but he wasn't he wasn't at his best. Could we have made a little bit better run? Could he have had a better you know performance? Probably. Then last year, you know, we get hot in February. He makes that game-winning shot against SC. Yeah, you feel like, okay, we're rolling, and then, you know, season just ends abruptly. And then this year, you know, you never really get into a flow or rhythm. You know, so in some ways, it's like, man, it, you know, it was like close but no cigar type of feel to his career. Like, he, he got he got close to the doorstep of being an all-time great at ASU, but for one reason or another, and there were multiple, um, mostly out of his control, it, it just didn't happen, I don't think. It just makes me think about guys who are his contemporaries and things. Yeah. he. I take nothing away from his impact. He was an incredibly impactful player for this team. Yeah. The team would have been yeah. far worse this year without him than with yeah, him. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, but you just kind of look around and think, was the Kansas game his freshman year it? Was that? Was that? Uh, I mean, I, I think you could argue that. Um, I mean, he he had a good game, but I don't recall him having a monster game in the Kansas game here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was and a big hit, win. And he hit game-winning shots other, other he times. Did. He, he had the game-winning shot against SC, I remember, last year. Grand you know, Canyon. Um, Grand Canyon this year, yep. You know, I mean, he, again, it's it's a career, you know, there are guys like this in, in football, too, that I think, like, I mean, it's a, it's a different school, but it, it's kind of like Sam Ellinger at Texas. Like, Sam Ellinger had a really nice career, but he never pushed through the door to great. He never had that moment that was like that made him sit alongside Vince Young or Colt McCoy or those type of guys for a school, you know, it's a place I follow. Like it just, it felt like it was always close, but never quite there. And that was the case with Remy Martin. Really good. I, I agree with you. Great. No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I know Howler wrote a column about what will be his legacy. And I, you know, it's tough for me and you, I think both to compare to like, guys from the 80s and 90s um so i thought about it in in terms of like you know since 2004 when we got here you know when you compare him to like four-year guys i'm gonna compare him to james harden that's not fair but you know don't think he's better than pentagraph no you know in terms of legacy um is he better than trey holder i I, I, I mean, I mean I, there's a tier of guys here. Like, Pendergraph, when you talk about four-year guys, I think Pendergraph yeah. is on a tier by himself. Yeah. But behind yeah. him, I think there's Holder, Martin, Derek Glasser. Derek Glasser, I was going to throw him in there, too. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think that's kind of the next tier. Yeah. And I know he was all-conference and had these things, but... Mm-hmm. I I would hypothesize that in a conference this bad, Derek Glasser yeah. would have been all conference too. Probably, probably, yeah, yeah. Glasser played in an era of the Pac-10 was really good. Well, and know? the I mean, guards was... especially. And there wasn't, yeah, exactly. if I recall exactly. right, there weren't ten first team spots. No, there were not. No, there. Were, that's that's very true. So you've changed the definition of what a first team all conference guy is. So, yeah, I agree. I mean. And then none of this is, it is you know, and, and we could discuss it more, I think, maybe with the benefit of some time. But none of this is to crap on Remy Martin. And I, no. and I know it's not for you either. Um, he had a he had a nice career here. He was a very good player and a good representative of ASU. Well, you and if know, you told I, me that you want to put him up in the ASU Hall of Fame, sure. Sure, sure. I, I have yeah, no argument with that. But if, if you agreed. want to start a conversation with Remy Martin – is an all-time ASU great, I would ask you to tell me what team was he the best player on head and shoulders, and how did that team do? And what did they do? Uh, yeah, that's that's very fair. But, very fair. You know, because you know, his yeah. freshman year had Holder and Justice and... Right. And, and Shannon Evans. Yeah, and then yeah. his sophomore year, there was Cheatham and Dort. Right, right, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's very true. That's, that's a good point. I mean, he... I, you know, yeah, I would agree. If he's an ASU Hall of Famer in the future, sure, I think that's fair. Um, however, I don't think Jeff Pendergraft's in yet, and so if Jeff Pendergraft's not in, you know, kind of like we talked about Pro Football Hall of Fame a few weeks ago. You know, it's a sliding scale. Um, now I know you and I, we, we must confess as we have to every time, we love Jeff Pendergraft. Like Jeff Pendergraft is our guy. But I, you know, I don't know. I, I guess. I'm not sure who to ask. I'd be interested to know people who have been ASU fans for decades, you know, and maybe don't have an affinity for one era over the other. Yeah, is Remy Martin better than Pendergraph? I sure don't think so. That's all I can say. 
No. I, uh, if there's love a Jeff Pendergraft. Well, but I, mean, I, I think that if must you're be admitted. if you're doing a pickup game of ASU players, you know, and maybe this is unfair, but it, but if you're telling me their time at ASU, yeah, you know, Space Jam rules. I need to pick the team to win <laughs> to save the world. Save the world, exactly. Yeah. I'm not picking him as one of my starting guards, probably. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, certainly one of those starting guards would be James Harden. Yeah. Um, and, and if you go back prior to 04, Eddie House. Yeah. Um, now, again, I kind of use 04 just because that's, that's what you we know. I, yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't follow ASU basketball intensely until I got here. And, and so, and there's enough, there's enough sample there now. I mean, this is, this is the 17th season since we started in school, which boy, does that make me feel old to say that out loud. Um, but you know, there's, there's a lot of years under our belt and I, and I did, I, I thought of immediately Jeff Pendergraf and I, uh, to me, he's like, I agree with you. He's a tier above. And then, then you start thinking about Bashinsky. He was a four year guy, I think, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, because he now, came he in after older, his mission. Came in after the mission, but I think he played four years, you know, so you think Bashinsky, you think Holder, uh, you think Derek Glasser, Ty Abbott? Yeah, I mean, Ty, you know, Ty, Ty Abbott, Jerry Ship, I, I, you know, Ty Abbott, Jerry yeah. Ship, Jamel McMillan, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cody Justice. You know, I mean, the, yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys, and, and I think ultimately I would put, uh, I would, I would put Martin behind Holder and ahead of the rest. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would might go put, Ty and, Abbott above him. And I would put I, might. I would put Glasser ahead of both of them. I I think that our Ty Abbott affinity is too high compared to Martin. Martin You think you so? Know, because yeah. I think it's part possible. of it is the a chemistry meltdown. I also would have loved to have seen what Remy yeah. Martin would have looked like being coached by Herb Sendek. Herb Sendek. I years. kind of agree. I kind of agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, he might not have put up the same big numbers. I don't know if he would have had any thirty-point games under Herb Sendek. Well, I think we he would have improved. Well, we weren't scoring. Exactly. So. <laughs> we were uh, here's, but but in Herb's defense, right. we were going to start running the next year. Exactly. So. This year's the year we're going to run and gun and go deep on the bench and all that good stuff. Yeah. But if you were I, putting together, I mean, I'm thinking about it. If you were putting together the starting five. From the time that we saw, I think you have to go Ike and Pendergraph as the bigs. Yes. And and I don't think it's close behind no. them. No. No. I'm not uh, sure there's a good third option. Hopefully I think, we only need two bigs. You know, I think. the entire team. Well, and I think what you do is you put Bashinsky back there. I guess Bashinsky, that's true. Bashinsky yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's fair. And then on, on the front end, I think you have Harden, Carson. Yeah. Cheatham, probably as your three, would be my pick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. You know, just be- I, I, because of what he yeah. could do as either, you know, I if you try to put together a team team, Cheatham could guard everybody. True. Uh, oh, yeah. Cheatham was extremely valuable on the team he played on. Yeah. Uh, you know, so any sort of, any sort of, you know, all-time team or at least all-time for our year's team, I think you definitely got to find a spot for him. Because, yeah, he was a very versatile so you, I think you said this. I want to confirm. I heard you right. You got Glasser ahead of Remy Martin. I think I have Glasser as my my top non-Harden guard choice. Uh, yeah, I think and, so too. And but. then I think you have for this context of if I'm putting a team together, not of four year guys. I think it's right. 
Harden and Glasser as my starters, and behind them, uh, probably Carson, yeah. Holder, Martin, yeah. and Dort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Dort was. Uh, it's it's tough. I mean, it's tough to compare like Dort and Remy Martin, or Carson and Remy Martin, because they you know their their body of work was so much different in terms of time. But yeah, I think they were better. Well, and I'm just thinking, if I'm building a team based on what they did, right. I think I, I want Martin playing the role he had as a freshman. I want him coming off the, off bench, the bench for 20 minutes yep. with Agreed. a bunch of energy. Agreed. You know? It's tricky with Glasser because, like, part of me, I was going to say, I would take Glasser to run the point, but I would take Glasser to run the point if I had James Harden to play alongside him. Yeah. If I didn't have a, you know, all-conference-level player you know, I'd probably take Trey Holder or Remy Martin because they give you more offense. Blaster was not a guy who was going to, you know, could give you 20 points a game. Um, you know, but Martin and Holder were. Carson was. Um, you know, so it's, it, it, I guess it's all kind of like, you're right. I mean, how you build the team and, and who do you have? I mean, yeah, if I, if I got James Harden, yeah, you know, I'm happy to have Glasser alongside him because Glasser's not going to keep the ball out of Harden's hands too much. Um, and he'll just make good decisions. He'll be steady like he was. Um, but if I don't have James Harden, then I probably don't want Glasser at all on that team. If you have the lead, who do you want in to handle the ball to get fouled? I think it's Holder. Of all those guards? I think it's Holder. Probably Holder, but, but Glasser would be up there too. Yeah. Even though Glasser's career ended on a... Uh, a missed free throw, and then we gave up the buzzer beater to Jacksonville State. Um, but he he was pretty pretty money on the free throw line. He was a guy that you you trusted uh, to come through at that point in time. But you know, yeah, uh, you know, like I, I would probably say that. I mean, Remy was never a great free throw shooter. It almost cost us the game yesterday. Down one, he gets fouled. He misses both free throw shots. Yeah, yeah. It was a bugaboo of his career that he couldn't yeah. be the ball handler to close out games. Yeah, I mean, it was, he wasn't horrible, but he was never, he was never a you know eighty five ninety percent free throw shooter like like Trey Holder and Glasser were. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's always tough. I think when a guy's career just ends, and and especially after it, it can be tough either way. When it, when when a, you know if you have a great year then you overestimate the guy. And if you have a bad year like we did, are we underestimate or, you know, are underrating him because it's like, ah, this year was so disappointing that it's hard to be too positive about anybody right now. So I, I think it's a, you know, it's a conversation to, you know, have even a year or two or three from now, like, you know, where, where do we sit on him? Uh, where does he rank? Because it, this year's just a bitter pill to swallow. And, for better or worse, he's still the face of the team. I don't, you know, this year's not on him. It's not like he's the one who failed us, but still, he's the guy you think of, and like this, this year just sucked, and so it's hard to be too upbeat about anything. Yeah. All right. So I put together my ten, okay. my my ten scholarship guys. Okay. Give it to me. So of bigs, Ike, Pendergraph. Bashinsky, Cheatham. Okay, I'm with you on that. And then my guards are Harding, Carson, Glasser, Holder, Dort, Martin. I like that. I think that's a pretty, 
pretty good group. I, I I think some guys who I would consider for this team, uh, fairly or unfairly, yeah. Trent Lockett, I think, could have yeah. been on here. Um, if I wanted a glue guy, a, a Jaron Ship might make sense yeah. to fill out yeah. this roster, someone who could play both. And, and frankly, because of how he was just abused for his size, Cody Justice might make this team. Yeah, so that yeah. you have I mean, a guy that's another who can four-year be a- guy that you could put in. Now, I, I think Remy probably rates above Cody Justice. I, oh, you for know, sure. But but a guy who had a, a pretty nice career here and was part of some some good teams. You know, um, you know, that's I, I guess that's where I where I sit on it because it is it is hard to compare him to you know Cheatham. Uh, Cheatham was you know he was a senior, but you know he only played one year here, so it's like eh, how do you how do you rate that? I'm I'm with you on that. Now again, I I you didn't mention him, but I'll, I will again. I might want to try to find a spot for Ty Abbott. Ty Abbott had a bad senior year, but his freshman through junior years were pretty darn solid. Yeah. Well, and I think I I think you're right. I think Abbott would belong on this team. But there's a lot of guys at this point besides Ty Abbott who you'd have to consider for roles. Um Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean, you know, we, we're not we're not picking among a list of like you know legends here. This is this is you know uh, an Arizona fan if they're listening to this is thinking, good God, man, you you are scraping the bottom of the barrel with some of these guys, and you know. But I think there's there's talent that we've had here, and and it's it's difficult to choose exactly who you'd go with. But I I think I think we both agree Remy would go on that team. Just yeah. a question of you know. If we had that team, was is Remy a starter? I don't think so. No, he's I, a nice guy to bring off the bench and give you some energy, and you know, get you get you ten points in a short span or something like that. Sure. Yeah, I think he the the thing that he provided better than anybody on that list was a spark and a boost. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that also may be because most of those other guys on that list started their entire career from the jump yeah exactly yeah 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 i mean you know i don't know some of it i don't know what kind of pro career he's gonna have i don't honestly expect him to have a a spectacular i mean he might he might be a guy who can make some money over in europe or something like that i don't i don't see him being an nba player um maybe uh you know i guess there's a chance he could be a energy guy type of guy off the bench but i don't i don't expect it tall He's not. He's and not his, a great outside shooter. And his shot is better. funky. Shot's funky, and it's just it's not all that consistent. Um, I don't well, think and he's you a can't, real you natural can't, point guard, you well, know. And no. he can't do what happened today, where he disappears right. for a half. Disappears of the time. exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, like if he's going to make it in the NBA, it's going to be as a spot role player. And it's like, what? What does what one quality does he have that's like okay he brings that to the table and that and that again is not to crap on him but he's not a guy who you're going to put in for great outside shooting he's not a guy who you're going to put in for unbelievable defense his defense was was best his freshman year and tailed as the as his career went along um, you know it's like I don't know I mean I think he's a I think he's probably a European pro player. There's no shame in that. Or China, you know. I mean, there's a lot of money to be made in China. He could be that that guy. Yeah, he could be a guy who, you know, 
you know, ten years from now, it's like God, he's still going, playing in you know Turkey or Germany or something, you know, uh, and and you know, hey, you can have a nice lucrative basketball career doing that. Um, but but you know, I don't know. Again, I guess we'll see how time looks back on it. But this year's just, it's a tough pill to swallow. And I, I'm going to go back to that Sam Ellinger comparison because it, to me, it, I didn't think of it until I said it. It feels similar to two teams. I follow closely two guys who were good. And it felt like there were a few times in their career. They were right there on the doorstep of great. And they just, for, for some reasons out of their control and some reasons in their control, it, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Well, We'll have plenty of time to figure out what went wrong because I don't think we're going to be playing again. No, I don't think we're making the NIT and those other tournaments got canceled again this year, I think. So, uh, yeah, this this season's over. We'll be uh, back on the court in November and hopefully have a little bit different looking roster. Some guys whose names we don't know yet. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll get there when we get there. And before then, here comes the hype machine for football, folks. Because don't think that uh, this hype machine in basketball blowing up in my face has made me any less excited about football. Because it has not. Absolutely not. Uh, We'll be back. I think the next one will go over the brackets. Because we're actually going to have brackets this year. uh, Yes, sir. Two years in the making. (laughs) Tournament picks. And it'll be our 302nd episode spectacular. Until next time. That's right. He's Matt. I'm Ben. It's Ben, Matt Sportscast.